0: Hey everybody this is sandra beck and do i have a treat for you today we are going to be talking with dominic Lim. now for those of you that are listening and on your computer on your phone go ahead and check out his website dominic Lim, d-o-m-i-n-i-c-l-i-m that's a lot of eyes in a row dominiclim.com he's an author he's a singer he's a storyteller and he has a book out called All the Right Notes. And this book is available on Audible, on paperback, and Kindle. Now I want you guys to know Dominic did not pay any promotional things to be on today's show. He came highly recommended from a very good friend of mine. And I love the cover. I love everything about it so far. I can't wait to read it. And I can't wait to dig into All the Right Notes with Dominic Lim. Welcome to today's show.
1: Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. I'm excited to talk to you today.
0: Me too. Me too. So I got to tell you, even the cover, like from the get-go, all the right notes hits all the right notes. It's pretty. (laughs) It's distinctive. It tells a story. Can I just talk to you for a minute about the cover design? Can you talk about that process? Because, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but, you know, sometimes you can.
1: Sure. I mean... it's it's great. Uh, the, I mean, I love the cover. The story behind it is, is a little uh, tortured because we had landed a um, a really great cover uh, artist who has done a lot of books for romance and rom-coms and, in fact, did one of the covers for a very, very famous author. I won't say who. But uh, when it came time to look at the stuff that she was doing, they didn't like pretty much any of it. And they were trying to give her instructions and she just wasn't getting it. So I'm not sure what happened there. So we were actually delayed and they had to find someone else. They scrambled and I'm just so thrilled with what they, who they found, you know, and I I didn't really give them any instruction other than there's gotta be music, you know, there's gotta be a romance angle in there somewhere. And other than that, I like colors. So what they brought back was just fantastic.
0: It is, it is. And you know, like, for for those of you like I wasn't old enough for the album, you know, when when music and stuff was on albums, but I do have a bunch of CD covers that I've saved that are really pretty. And obviously, now it's in digital music. So it's kind of not the same, but Mm -hmm. book covers have become that for me like I look at them and they're just some of them are magnificent works of art and then Mm -hmm. some of them are like if I see one more book cover because I get boxes of them Dominic from the (laughs) from the publishers from you know uh from literary agents I get them from uh publicists you know they all send me these books and when you get a hundred books that come in boxes each month and you stack them up in your office you're like (laughs) Is there an original thought between, I got four books this month, I kid you not, I was going to see if I could find them here, that had park benches on the cover. (laughs) Like, how many empty benches do we have? Is there no other way to say someone died?
1: Right. Empty
0: bench? (laughs) Like, you know, it starts to become cliche. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that I've noticed is, like, like, I like color. Yep. And I like all colors and I like them to be all on the cover. Yeah. And yours jumps out at me. It looks actually like I would think it was a party invitation or a greeting card if I saw it like from a distance.
1: I like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just me, too. I'm just so pulled into. And in fact, when they were sort of saying what kind of covers, it's actually helpful for more helpful for us to know what kind of covers you don't like. And for me, there's. There's this kind of trend with especially literary novels where there's these sort of like two tones and they're usually pretty dark and they're kind of abstract looking. It's like, not this. That's I don't want that as long as you don't do that.
0: This is kind of like hippie chiclet, like it's, yeah. it's, it's hippie, it's cool, you know, it's kind of got that, you know, relationship, you know, because it does say hilarious, heartbreaking and heartlifting.
1: Mm-hmm. So that
0: should t- denote like the spectrum of entertainment on the cover.
1: Oh, yeah. And it is. It's just a, it's a great representation of what's inside because it's it's just a joyful story on the inside, too.
0: So let's talk about your story. Where did it come <laughs> from?
1: Well, a lot of it is based from my own life my own background um i my own background is in music i went to two music schools uh undergrad and then graduate school um in voice performance thus the singer part and i also worked as an actor in new york city for a while so i have a theater background as well so there's a lot of um singing in it there's a lot of choral music the main character's father who is also a very big character his name is mr cruzi is a choir director and in fact that's how the two characters two main characters meet is they meet in high school choir
0: Dominic I'm just going to stop you for a second as we're talking to best-selling author Dominic Lim and today's episode is sponsored by AG1 that's the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health and I literally drink it every day and I gave AG1 a try because it's easy it's portable and it fast tracks me on my habit of getting better nutrition every day and I really hated taking pills and vitamins, and I wanted something that tastes good and was super easy. And I drink AG1 in the morning before my workout, and it makes me feel like I'm ready to take on my day. I also use it for my kids before school, and I give it to my 89-year-old dad because it seems to perk him up. And I feel like I'm, I'm covering my nutritional basis for everybody on my team, on my family team. And I think about why I should take a bunch of different things when I can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day. I mean, how great is that? And you know, AG1 was designed with this ease in mind so I can live a healthier and better life without having to complicate my morning routine. So I want you guys to check it out. If you want to take ownership over your health or the health of those you love, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash coach talk. That's drinkag1.com slash Check Check it out. It's really good. And I'm always looking for ways to improve my life, improve my health, and cover my nutritional base every day. And every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of high quality that give me great things like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and I'm even healthier looking in my skin, hair, and nails. I mean, what's not to love? You guys need to check this out. I drink it. Tastes great. It gets me everything I need to to power through my day. I mean, who knew? Taking care of my body could be so simple. So if you want to take ownership over your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com coachtalk coach That's drinkag1.com coachtalk coach talk. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Now we're talking to Dominic Lim today and you were talking about the theater aspect of this book and how the characters met in choir, but there's a theater twist to it.
1: So there's a theater aspect because Emmett, who's the sort of the love interest, he's a Hollywood heartthrob, um, yeah, and he uh, starts off in in theater, and um, uh, so there's a theater aspect to it as well. So it's a lot of it, and a lot of the characters are based on people that I've met or know who are related to me. My own brother is also a choir director. Um, I've known many pianists and composers, and the main character is a pianist composer. So yeah, it's it's a lot. It's funny when people read my book and then they meet me in person, they're like, I feel like I already know you. And it's absolutely true. It's 100% true. Yeah, but
0: that's great because, you know, you write what you know, you write where you live, but it also allows us to jump into, you know, like for me, single mom, Los Angeles, two kids, veteran dad, caring for him, mom died, a lot of sadness, a lot of change, a lot of things. So to jump into something like all the right notes that hits all the right notes. <laughs> and why do we read? We read for two reasons. One for the experience, two to learn. Yeah. And so if we can jump into if I can jump in and we can do like, you know, Freaky Friday and I can jump into your body, you can jump into mine, like we can have a vacation from our own life just through the the covers of
1: a book. Absolutely. I was listening to the interview you did uh, back in September, that posted back in September, with Paula Paula Munier, the oh, Paul, author. Paula Munier. Yeah, and she and you. I remember you said something about there, you know, aspects to your life that are heavy, and it's great to just be able to listen to her book at night. And even though yes. it's a you know murder mystery, or even though there's death, you know, yes, at least it it's
0: <laughs> it,
1: at least it. You know, at the end, you'll you'll feel like you've just you've just been in this entire world that whole time and there's something very um comforting about that there is
0: and and especially you know if there's there's areas of the your life like my son might go to nyu my dancer Mm -hmm. son yeah so to be able to get a glimpse into that art world that dance world that Mm -hmm. music world and and have everything turn out okay in the end yeah allows me as a mom to go, okay, fly, be free in a way that I couldn't, if I didn't have that, you know, didn't have that experience because at some point, you know, I'm older than you, but like sometimes the books I've read merge with the experiences I've had. And you know, you look in your past, you know, memories are faulty, memories merge, things change. And sometimes I'll be like, God, did I read that or in a book or did I actually do
1: that? Right. (laughs) Well, I think that's the best I always feel like that's the hallmark of the best writers, that no matter what they write, and and in fact, sometimes the writers who write the most specific things and yet still find a way to make, to have it feel like global, like as if there are parts of the story that everyone can relate to, those are, I think, I feel like those are the best kinds of writers. For sure but they are,
0: because you can step into a character, you know, whoever that character is, you know, like in Paula's case, you know, her book, the, the woman's a military, I don't know, she's like ex-military. And so mm-hmm. to step into that role and go, okay, I might not be ex-military, but if, you know, I'm from a military family, so it rang true. Yeah. And I read her character, but being able to step into that character, male or female, doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your age. You know, I read a book recently about it was written um, by an elderly author and she was talking about getting up in the morning and feeling like that she was made of stone. Yeah. God. And I thought like, you know, we've all had that, whether you're hung oh, yeah, 20, you've, you know, run a marathon or like I ran a 5k without prepping for it. And my sister oh, helped God. me sit up in bed to literally pull me up, you know, to get out of bed. But that thing of going like, wow, I should be thankful for my body where it is today, because mm-hmm. when I'm 90... I might feel like I'm made of stone, and she said how long it took her to get up mm. and walk to the bathroom freely, you know, mm-hmm. till her muscles warmed up, her joints warmed up. And you know, I I teach spin, and I I also spin a lot as my uh, stress relief. And I mm. thought, wow, what it must be like if your body is made of stone, yeah. how to ride a bicycle, you know, you can't. So you can't. yeah, you know, having yeah. these experiences through your book is. I think vital for everyone. And I think a greater understanding of humanity.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that's the great thing about the genre that I, the funny thing is I didn't, people ask me, um, how did you know you were going to write a romance? And I say, I actually didn't know that I had written a romance until that it was actually finished. So, you know, I, I didn't have much experience in it in the beginning, but now I do because I've met so many romance authors and I've read so many romances and stuff. And that's the fantastic thing about this genre is that you're guaranteed to have a happy ever after. Like that's the definition of a romance, right? Now, so many books have love stories, but unless they have a happy ever after, it's not really a romance. So- It's not
0: satisfying. Like, let's uh be honest. Like, why do I pick up the book? I go to the bookstore. You know, recently I was in Stanford working and I found this wonderful Barnes and Nobles. It's like two stories. I was in there like forever and, you know, wandering around going, oh my God, how am I going to get all these books on the plane? Um, (laughs) But each one that I selected was purposeful for a different experience. And I think if writers, like we would like to move into the kind of the writer's instruction part of today's interview, like... If writers knew what their readers were looking for, and we're talking about commercial writing, we're not talking about if you want to write a book, self-publish it, and you don't care if anybody but your mom reads it and tells you it's wonderful, that's one thing. But let's be honest, you know, publishing is a business and books need to sell. And if your book has two guys getting together, falling in love, and then killing each other probably not going to be a romance seller right Right. (laughs) so we've got to have the boy meets girl boy meets boy girl meets girl meet cute you know there's certain things that people expect and there's a wonderful brain science book i can't think of the name right now it's a it's a writer who tied um why certain genres work with our brain science and our brain chemistry? Mm. Uh, I think it's like brain story or something like that. While well, you're um, giving your experience, I'll I'll look that up.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: um, as a writer, how much did you think about your reader when you wrote it?
1: So when I was writing the book um I knew that I wanted to well at the very basic level I knew that I wanted to write the book that I wanted to read as a younger adult um okay. Yeah I mean because when I was younger I read a lot of stories uh about uh gay couples or 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 gay 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 love but um, I didn't see those happy endings. They usually right. ended in tragedy or something right. like that. They trauma, each other, right? Right? They're not, they're yeah, not exactly. That far
0: away from the mark.
1: Yeah, and uh, and the other thing, and I read also Asian American literature, but there were never any gay characters. So I wanted to definitely write something for the person like me who is growing up as gay and Filipino American, and to see myself represented in that book. So it was important to have those characters and to have that representation, but I always also wanted it to be a very, you know, global story. So there's a lot of, of course, the element of music, but the element of family is very important here. The dad is extremely important to the story. Um, and also friendship, because the other important story is um is keto's best friend. So and roommate. So there's a lot of different angles here that everyone can you know, relate to. Right, that are
0: the, universal.
1: A universe, that's it. Universal, yeah. Right, mm-hmm.
0: and I think that's really important, you know, especially in, um, you know, like with, with current trends today, not only in literature and media, but also, you know, with what we know about acceptance and all different you know like what did my kids tell me the other day they're like you know there's like like sex is a spectrum or gender is a spectrum or something Mm -hmm. you know i'm old school so i was given that old school education so they come home and they're like well mom You know, you don't have to be one or the other. You can be this whole. And, you know, that was so cool for me to start learning about this because, you know, if you don't, I was born of immigrant parents, Polish and German, you know, in Buffalo, you know, wasn't exactly the most progressive. And then I moved to Los Angeles and it's like, holy bananas, Batman, we are not in Buffalo anymore. Um, But there's so much more we know about different types of people. However relationships are the same the same yeah arguments are the same difficulties are the same yeah you might change gender you might change persuasion you might change whatever yeah hurt is hurt grief is grief love is love and that's what I love most about the new genre coming out that's being widely publicized and accepted
1: yeah yeah I have uh so the character that I mentioned the the friend um their name, because the the character is non-binary, and so like I'm writing about this character, and I didn't know any of this stuff before. I, and then I'm not even sure why I made them non-binary, but they're non-binary drag queen, and so I had to do some research about what it is about why they decide, you know, they're sort of in between, they're both, you know, feminine and masculine, and why they decide to use a different pronoun. I, even up until the very last draft. The editors were catching me using the wrong the wrong pronouns for my own character because it's it's so new you know this is right. new stuff. But what I wanted to do was just have this char- where where that sort of part of that person is not really an aspect of the story. It's there, and as you as a reader sort of come to expect accept this really fun wonderful character, and then a li- you learn a little bit along the way. But that's not not it's not the goal. But you just end up learning about them because you're really invested in the relationship, not right. really the the lesson in, right. in them.
0: but I think you know, one can go hand in hand. You know, I have a um my one my older son has a very, very close friend who transitioned mm-hmm. and It was really weird, you know, Dominic, because as a mom, you know, you watch this, this little boy grow up, and then he changes, like 11th grade starts to change 12th grade starts to change. And I think what I took away from that experience the most was how painful it was for him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and as a mom, you know, he would come now, she would come to my yeah. house, or he would come to my house. And the first time he came to my house, dressing not according to his gender. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would have like some weird reaction. I thought, I, you know, because you don't know, it's, it's know. unknown. And I'm like, well, it's just so and so. Like, and I don't really care whether he calls himself a he, a she, a Mm -hmm. they, or whatever. And the other thing that I surprised myself with, and this is, you know, I want to share this because there'll be other moms out there experiencing the same things with their friends or their own children. Yeah. The concept of it is scary. Mm -hmm. The practice of it is kind of really nothing.
1: Mm -hmm. Like
0: he, she still Mm -hmm. came to my house. Yeah. Like ate dinner with us we all laughed and there was a skirt in in place of pants right but the biggest thing is the person was more at
1: peace yeah
0: so i had a really like kind of big come to jesus that night like with my journal going like first of all what was i so afraid of yeah second of all what does it matter to me this is this person mm-hmm. so and if I choose to dye my hair black you know I'm really white like I can't even imagine <laughs> but if I chose to dye my hair black dye my eyebrows and get a self tan to try to look like a sports illustrated model <laughs> what is the difference like uh-huh. and I know from their point of view like probably there's all these different things around there but for me loving someone yeah, I will love you. Like, like, what is that, Dr. Suze? I will love you in a boat. I will love you <laughs> wearing a coat. I will love you. And I think that was the biggest thing that was my aha this year was going, this person's going through all these changes, but the love doesn't change. Yeah. How you feel about that person doesn't change unless you let it.
1: Yeah. That's wonderful. And that's it's so wonderful of you to be so open, open-minded about it there's an there's an other side to it too which is interesting i i have a i work at a biotech firm and one of the attorney i'm in the legal department as a paralegal Mm -hmm. and one of the attorneys their uh their daughter recently also started to feel like that's not their gender and so they're going as non-binary or possibly transitioning to to male or and she talked she talked to us, to, she told us and she said and i'm i'm going to accept it and you know this is you know that's that's my uh you know child and i it doesn't matter but you could tell that it was really upsetting to her and i took her aside and i said you know i'm i'm so glad that you're accepting this but also give yourself the permission to take the time that you need because yes. this is not easy it's not easy it's a
0: change yeah no change is good
1: it's good right
0: empty nest Having a baby is a wonderful thing. Like, life is full of change. And you wouldn't expect, like, when my mom died after a long battle with cancer, Mm -hmm. you know, people said I took a little longer than I should. Okay, fine, whatever. Like, I don't care. But the whole point was life is full of change. And if we can just put this as one more change, Mm -hmm. then we can give ourselves the grace to adjust. Yes. You know, the grace to help that person adjust because there's all adjustments but honestly what was the big adjustment it was all in my head mm-hmm. it. Yeah. it was this perception i had of this young man growing up who's now a young lady mm-hmm. and i'm like once i got through it then i looked back and i felt kind of foolish and stupid going why did i get so upset over this because to me at the end of the day I don't care if he comes dressed as a pirate tomorrow. (laughs) I just care that he comes or she comes and has dinner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's a big deal for the person going through it, but when you love someone, you just have to go, I love them and I love them in a boat. I love them in a coat. (laughs) We we reduce it to the minimal thing, but really that's it.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you.
0: You know, all right. So that book that we were talking about, that was the brain science that goes beyond outlining and writing a riveting novel. You'll Mm -hmm. want to check this out. It's called Story Genius. And I think it's a really, um, I think it's a really cool book if you like brains. And I'm kind of like a, you know, a hidden zombie. I love brains, but I love how brains work. (laughs) I also encourage you guys to go to dominiclim.com. All the right notes. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. It's going to be at Target. There's all sorts of places to buy it. You will see the cover. It is so beautiful. If you look up nothing else today, go look up the cover on Amazon because it really is beautiful. And it's very rare that I wax poetic about a cover, but this is one you should see. And if you are interested in a great story, go ahead and check it out, dominiclim.com. The book is called All the Right Notes. We'll be back again soon with another great episode. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio.